my name's Jeanette. Thank you so much. I'm so honored to be here tonight and um, so privileged that um, I was asked to speak like nine months ago, and now it feels like I'm giving birth tonight, okay? Um, it's, been, it's been brewing. It's been growing. And um, I'm just excited to be here, so I want to thank Pastor Jake for asking me, Kimmy, and Pastor Jared as well. Isn't that exciting, Pastor Jared, the new Access Pastor? That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Well, um, I just thought I'd share a little bit about myself before I get started. Actually, one more thing before I get started on that is that there's a night of honor, which is a live album recording on October 30th. It's a Sunday night, 5 o'clock. I'm sure Kimmy's going to be sharing a little bit more about that, but the song that we just sang, You Won For Me, is one of the songs that we'll be recording that night. But we have been fasting and praying every Thursday as a staff and as a team for this night, because we just believe God is going to come and his presence is going to be made manifest. So we'd love for you to be a part of that. And again, Kimmy's going to probably give you more info as that is coming up very quickly as October is what? Saturday. Yeah. Okay. Well, all right. A little bit about me. Okay. Well, I'm Jeanette. Yep. That's all right. And the pen. There's lots of things up here. I'm not worried. I'm not, I'm not, actually, I'm not nervous, y'all. That's the peace of God. That's the confidence that, um, you know, you just, I feel like it's game time. I was trying to get them to play the music that they were playing before service started. And I'm like, I feel like a football player about ready to like conquer Super Bowl or something. So anyway, I do believe that God is here. I believe that everything that he wanted to say through worship, I mean, it was powerful. Thank you, worship team. I'm so glad and honored to be um, one of the leads for our worship department. And um, yeah, so I moved from West Virginia in 2005, so I'm not naturally a Michigander. Um, more mountains and not as much lake. But I've um, been married to my husband, Rick, for 28 years. And we have two children, Joshua and Amanda, who are now 25 and 23. And... Are they up there? I thought I'd, you know, we show you a picture of them so you'll know who they are. There we are. That was last year at my son's wedding. That's his wife, Hannah, my daughter, Amanda, who some of you might know. She's been a part of our um, worship team. Uh, she went to GCU four years ago. And um, anybody know Micah Shepline? Yes. Yeah, so now she's the worship leader, worship director for Fixate. And uh, is a part of that and is excited to be a part of, of that new church plant. They had like almost 240 their first Sunday, which was just this last week. So God is moving everywhere. But also, I wanted to share my new little blessing is Aubrey, four months old. There's a, is there another picture? There's one more. Yeah. That was just Sunday. She's like our newest little blessing. I know I don't look old enough to be grandma. I'm surprised myself, but here we are, and <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> so, anyway, so I'm a grandma. I like it. It's it's as good as they say it is. So one day you'll you'll agree with me. All right. Okay. Well, that's all about me. You're gonna get. Okay. Um, and then one other small fact, as we're just kind of breaking the ice, is that cool thing. I go to bed last night, and at like I go to bed at 10:15. I I fell asleep, and I wake up a few, you know, hours later, but I, my, my clock shines up on the ceiling and it says 242. Isn't that cool? And I immediately thought access. 
And so I was like, man, Lord, that just, I just felt like that was like a confirmation that tonight was ordained by him. And uh, I just really thought that that was cool and special. So um, again, thank you guys for just listening to what the Lord has been doing in my own life. And I'm just sharing that with you tonight. Um, I pray that you can be ministered um, through what I share. Um, so anyway, before we get started, I just thought I'd pray um, for us. So Father, I just thank you for tonight. God, I just thank you for this amazing privilege to stand to be a mouthpiece of your gospel. God, to be humbled in your presence, Lord, and just to thank you for your goodness and your faithfulness, Lord, even when we feel like and we know that we don't deserve it, but you still give it anyway because you love us. So God, thank you. And God, would you be honored tonight in everything that we do and say that your Holy Spirit would just fall fresh on us, Lord, that we would receive a fresh revelation of your word, that we would live our lives in spirit and in truth and to be the salt and light to this earth. So I thank you for this amazing group of young adults that are, God, on, on passion, on fire for you. And so, Lord, I thank you for them, and I pray that you would bless this time as we share together in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, tonight, um, a question I, I thought we would start with um, asking you to ponder as I share with you is this. Is God worth trusting? And just to really, you know, just a few minutes ago, they were like, how many are a child of God? And a lot of us raised our hands. And um, But in my walk, um, it's a question that I've asked myself many times. And, and honestly, God has asked me personally, do you trust me? So that's what I'm going to share about tonight. I'm going to share about... Um, a time where my life shifted in faith. So I was brought up in a Christian home all my life. Had a great mom and dad, raised me in the church. I've been serving the local church for a very long time, um, ever since I can remember. But I, I was a part of a women's Bible study, and it was, a, it was called Believing God by Beth Moore. And it radically changed my faith journey. In my early 20s, there comes a time, and this is where you all are at right now, where even if mom and dad took you to church, now kind of seems to be the time where you, God is asking you, okay, what do you believe about me? What, what truths are you going to accept for yourself and it not be something that you heard from the pastor or mom and dad, but what are you, what does a personal relationship with me look like? How serious are you going to get with me about it? And so um, that's where that started. But when I, when I took this study, it just drastically changed my life. And I grabbed a hold of five key phrases that we would declare, and it was a declaration of faith, and um, Sydney's going to put those up here, and I want to share those with you. God is who he says he is. God can do what he says he can do. I am who God says I am. I can do all things through Christ, and God's word is alive and active in me. And throughout this like eight or nine week study every day, that was what we were supposed to declare. We were supposed to read Romans 4 and declare these five truths, these five biblical truths. And it changed, it drastically changed my life. And um, so much so that one of the stories that I would share, and we studied Hebrews 11, which I'll go into in just a minute, 
But one of the crazy things was about the time I was doing this study, towards the end of the study, we had um, just left our church. We felt like the Lord was doing something, and so we, we had left, and I'd been there for a very long time, probably, I don't know, 10, 15 years, and um, my husband got a call, and he's like, well, they want, they want to promote me and move me to Grand Rapids, Michigan, and I remember I was standing at the front door of my house on the porch, and I was like, absolutely yes, no question, and I felt like Abraham in that moment, <laughs> like, I don't even know where Grand Rapids is, like, it could have been in the UP, y'all, that would have been bad, anyway, I'm so glad it's not, praise the Lord, anyway, <laughs> I could have been a Uper, right, <laughs> praise God, I wasn't, anyway, um, but that's how it felt in that moment, and it just kind of I had stepped into this new season of faith where I was like, God, I'm going to trust you for, for what you say, who you say you are. I know who I am because of you. And so um, that was a shift for me. And uh, so I want to kind of move into Hebrews 11, which I don't know if you know this, but it's called the, anybody know? Hall of Faith. Yes. The Hall of Faith. And um, many times I've gone back and had to reread that chapter from beginning to end. As a reminder um, that these people, these, these were ordinary people, just like you and me, that believed extraordinary things. So in Hebrews 11, I have underlined in my Bible, every time it says, by faith, I have that underlined. And I encourage you, if you, um, at the end of this, if this is something that's impacted you, to go back and read that. And let me just encourage you with this, too. Don't read it to yourself privately speak it. There's power in what we say. And we know death and life is in the power of the tongue, but there's something so powerful and so tangible about when we speak what his word says out loud to the atmosphere. So I'm just going to read some of these things that are found in Hebrews 11. It says, by faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place that he was to receive as an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. By faith, Sarah herself received power to conceive even when she was past the age, since she considered him faithful who had made the promise. By faith, Isaac invoked future blessings on Jacob and Esau. By faith, Moses, when he was grown up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to be mistreated with the people of God than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. By faith, Moses left Egypt, not being afraid of the anger of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. He believed God. By faith, the Israelites crossed the Red Sea. And then it goes on to later in Hebrews eleven thirty-two. 32, it says, and I love this, it says, and what more shall I say? For time would fail me to tell you of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel, and the prophets, who through faith conquered kingdoms, enforced justice, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the power of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, were made strong out of weakness, became mighty in war, put foreign armies to flight. How many of you have shut the mouth of a lion recently? Like, physically. Like, that's like, it's crazy. Is that not crazy? <laughs> and Joshua, go march around the city seven times. And don't make, it, don't make any noise. Like, what? Okay. All right. But, I mean, it's just obedience. 
It's obedience to his word. These ordinary people became extraordinary people to us simply because they believe God. Hebrews 11.6, and it is impossible to please God without faith. Just kind of let that sink in for a second. I know we've heard that scripture many times, but, and it is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Faith is, I love this too, faith is God's invitation to trust him and for him to respond with proof. God invites us to step out and sometimes be still so that we can know him more and that he can respond to us with an tangible proof. That is so powerful. God invites us to encounter him in an extraordinary way so that we may know him more, to experience his goodness, to see his faithfulness, and believe that he is trustworthy. <sighs> Ephesians 1, 13, 14. It's a lot of scripture, but y'all, that's the only way to do it. In him, you also, after listening to the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation, having also believed... You were sealed in him with the Holy Spirit of the promise, who is the first installment of our inheritance in regard to the redemption of God's own possession to the praise of his glory. We're going to kind of break that down just for a second. Kimmy, can you come on up here? Ask Kimmy to help me. We're going to um, have a little bit of interactive moment. Okay. Should I move over? Okay, all right. What I thought we could do is, could you just say out loud whenever you want, just kind of shout them out, some characteristics or attributes of God, or God is what? There you go. Love. Anybody else? Truth? Strong? Hold on. She's writing. Do you want to double up? Brian, do you want to write? No, don't let him write. <laughs> Don't let him write, people. Faithful. Faithful. What was a couple of the other ones over here? Defender. Did you get that one? Defender. Peace. Anything else? Trustworthy. Thank you. Present. Trustworthy. Steadfast. Provider. We'll just take a minute. We can handle some dead space. Anything else? Come on. Counselor? Friend? I didn't hear that one. Family? What? Friendly. Oh, okay. <laughs> Anything else? Forgiving. Say what? Forgiving. Forgiving. Just a couple more. Merciful. Merciful. I, F, U. Yep. F, U, L. Yep. Gracious. Gracious. How about two more? Forever. Holy. Forever. Forever. Eternal. Okay. 
Now I wish I would have had a headset because now I'm going to try to do my demonstration with my mic. Hey, Kimmy, come here for a sec. Thank you. Worthy? He is worthy. So this scripture said that we first believe by faith and receive salvation. And it said, having also believed, you were sealed in him with the Holy Spirit of the promise. So we're going to kind of have a, this is like, seems like it's, I hope it's not juvenile, y'all. This is what the Lord gave me, so this is for you. Okay, so if this is me, right, I accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I'm in him, right? We are now sealed in Christ. Now, we did not put all of the attributes or characteristics of God, and these are just the tip of the iceberg, right? There's so many more. But if we would, if we know all of these things are applied to the triune God, and we are in him, then, then do you ever wonder why we don't trust? If all of these things... If we are in Christ, Lord, why don't, I, why don't I trust you? And I even say you're trustworthy. I know you're my defender. I know you're awesome. You're merciful. You're faithful. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Just kind of as a... Um, a demonstration kind of as a reminder of I'm, I'm a visual person so like it's in him Christ is in us but we are in him so that now that Christ lives in us and we are in Christ having been sealed in him we can operate in the assurance the confidence of knowing we are his child and a co-heir with Christ to say that we are a child of God I mean blows my mind like He's the creator. That one's not even on here. Creator. The creator of the universe loves me. We, it's like the, the knowing here has to get here so that we can make that choice or that decision and draw the line in the sand. We can rest in all of his characteristics and his attributes. We can walk confidently because he is all of these things. His heart is for us. His heart is for us to know that he is good. His heart is for us to believe that if he said it, it will be accomplished. Do you believe that tonight? Amen. So you might wonder, well, how do I apply this to my life? Well, I know sometimes in my own life, I doubt. I don't understand why I doubt, but I do. I guess because I'm human and I, you know, we're human. We doubt, we don't understand, it, it, it's confusing. I, I, Lord, I understand why I'm alone. Why am I single? Why, why don't I have a group of friends that I call my own? Why don't I even have a best friend? Why did I not have a good relationship with my mom? Why didn't I get the opportunity to be raised in your house, in a godly home? Why did I have to experience trauma, God? How can I trust you in the middle of all of that? But it can't be about our feelings, and it can't even be about our experiences. Either, either we believe these things or we don't. Now, 
I'm, I'm saying that with such conviction in my heart. How many have heard that love is, a, is not a feeling? How many of you have heard love is a decision? So when we have an argument with my, or with my husband, I'd still choose to love him. And just like we are God's children and we disappoint or fail him, he still chooses to love us. And we, we in return are the beneficiaries of all of these things. I'm going to kind of just share a little story really, really quick about um, a time when I, ooh, I only had nine minutes, a time when um, I was kind of overcome by fear, because we know fear is probably one of the bigger things that keeps us from doing a lot of things. But um, my sister was pregnant with her daughter, and she, a series of unfortunate events. Anyway, the only way we could help her, she lived in Arizona at the time, was we said, Jenny, we're going to need you to come with us come and live with us because we can't help you being in Arizona and we're in Michigan. And so she packed up her things. She's pregnant. She comes, she moves in with us and they kind of already knew something was wrong, but at seven months we went in for her doctor's appointment and they, the, through the ultrasound, the doctor kind of sat us down and was like, well, I can't even promise you that when she's born that she will even survive. And in that moment, I remember my sister just it was just too much. I mean, there was even a point where she thought she was going to abort um, my niece earlier in the pregnancy. And then something, it was almost like God got a hold of her heart. I even flew down there and literally it felt like an intervention. But God shifted her heart and she kept her. And, um, and actually, this testimony is on Hillsong Channel. Um, that we say Lucy is worldwide, but so my niece's name is Lucy. And, um, so the, she moves in with us. We hear that doctor's report, but I remember thinking, God, I have this vision that she's going to cry. Like they, they told us maybe her lungs weren't going to be developed. They didn't know. Um, she ended up having a disease called mucolipidosis, eye cell disease type two. And it's a chromosomal ice, um, chromosomal enzyme kind of like storage disorder, which is a lot to say, but um, she did pass away when she was eight on her birthday. Yeah. But through all of that, God was so faithful. There's a whole story in that, and actually I just skipped over a bunch of stuff. Anyway, in the middle of all of that, she ended up having to have a trach at like four weeks old. Do we have a, oh, there she is. There she is. You can go to the, oh, is there one more? And Pastor Ken was her buddy. That was a bear he gave her because he said the pink one that he gave her in one of the first pictures was so ratty and old that he brought her another bear just because he gave it to her. He thought she would like it. That did not happen. <laughs> he was like, if I bring the bear, she will like the bear. And I'm like, well, it's not the pink bear, so <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen. Anyway, but can, it's the beautiful thing is that they're in heaven together, so I'm just so blessed. Anyway, but during that time, we were going to be sued by one of her nurses because one of them tripped on a step in our house, 
And although she worked the rest of the day and everything was fine, my husband got a letter and said, We're, we, we want to sue you. And I'm like, what? Now I'm thinking worst case scenario about all of it. Like, do they take your house? Like, what are they, what are they, you, are you going to pay them like 500,000? Like, I'm like, I don't, I know there's insurance, but I don't even know what that means. What does that cover? I, I don't know. But I was overcome with fear, and I remember, call me crazy, I went into my son's room. I was so overwhelmed. I opened up his closet door, saw he had a small spot, creeped down, knelt down, slid back into the closet, and prayed. And I said, Lord, I don't understand this. Like, aren't we doing a good thing? Aren't we, we're taking in this mother and her child that has these needs, and we've got people coming in and out of, like, what in the world is going on? Like, it kind of felt like, where's your hand in this? I don't, I don't get it. And then I was reminded of what the Lord says about the righteous. And the scripture is 1 Peter 3.12. It says, for the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are attentive to their prayers. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. And in that moment, I was like, Lord, I know you have me. I know you have us. And so I rose up out of there, and I decided that I was going to choose to trust what God's word said over what the situation seemed to be. And just like Lucia, even though that's what the doctor said, they gave her two to five years to live. She lived till she was eight. She lived a great, happy life. She loved to worship Jesus and was a huge blessing in our life. And, and every moment was an act of faith. Every moment was declaring that God is good in the middle of the circumstance, even the day that she passed away. God, I remember, I, I put a Facebook post up, God, you are good, because one of her favorite songs was King of My Heart. You are good, good, and she'd sing, oh, because <laughs> that's the only thing she could sing. Um, but he's good, and he is trustworthy. And that situation for the other people didn't turn out as well as I think they thought it would. Because you know why? My God protects the righteous. Amen. Well, Proverbs 3, 5 says that trust in and rely confidently on the Lord with all of your heart and do not rely on your own understanding. And just to kind of begin to wrap this up, is Ephesians 6 is one of my favorite, I call it tools. The whole word of God is a tool. But one of the tools is Ephesians 6, and it says, Therefore put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything to stand. We have been given all spiritual armor. We are on the offense, and we are not on the defense. And sometimes, now this seems like battleground, but even, even if you're struggling with relationship or maybe God is asking you to step out in faith to do something, or maybe saying, you know, you might need to quit. You need to quit this job. I have something better for you, but they pay good. And you're like, why would you have me quit my job? I don't know. <laughs> but if I'm just saying, if that's what God says, and we believe that he is our provider, and we hear the voice of the Holy Spirit, then he will do what he says he will do. He will provide. He will be all the things that we need. 
And the thing about the armor that I love is that it says we, so God doesn't leave us empty handed. We're not just standing there like with nothing on. He is, we are fully armed in the spiritual sense with all of these things. And we fight with the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. That's exactly what it says in the word. So powerful. Like this, this, this is your weapon. This is your weapon when you have to step out. And this is your weapon when you're asked to stand still. When you don't understand. When you, you're like, Lord, I, I, this is chaos all around me. And he said, yeah, I just need you to be still. Can you be content in that? Can you be content in the waiting? And I kind of imagine it like this when it says, when you've done everything in your own power to stand. So I imagine it like this. If my feet come at the lake, we, we have bare feet and we have our feet in the sand and we squirm our feet down in there, right? How many have done that? It gets colder, <laughs> right? It gets deeper. You get a little bit more sure-footed and then that water kind of comes up on the shore and packs it down. In my in my finite mind, that's kind of how I envision this, this verse right here. It says, when you've done everything else, when I don't understand or, God, if you want me to move, but I still don't know what I'm supposed to do. And he says, yeah, I just need you to trust my, what my word says. I just need you to know that no matter what I say, I'm going to come through for you. And you stand there and your feet are planted so that anything that comes against you, you can stand. Because he is the rock. He is our firm foundation. In him, we will not be moved. That is such powerful stuff. And let me just say this. Again, this is a decision. It's a decision by faith. It doesn't require an enormous amount of faith. He just says, do you trust me? There's only two answers. Yes or no. And God has asked me that in really serious times. Jeanette, do you trust me? And in my weeping, in my surrender, I say, yes, Lord, I trust you. And I stand here today saying he is faithful. He's a God that never fails. He is for you. He is not against you. We are not the victim. We are the victor. In him, we have all things because we are in him. So tonight, would you just say these five things with me? We're going to put them back up here on the screen. The five things. Say it out loud with me. Say it with conviction in your heart like you really mean it from the depths of your heart. Let's say it. God is who he says he is. God can do what he says he can do. I am who God says I am. I can do all things through Christ, and God's word is alive and active in me. That is life-giving word. I'm going to ask you to stand to your feet just for a moment. That is life-giving word. God wants you to be healthy and whole inside and out and in every relationship, in any situation, tonight I just believe he's asking us that question. Do you believe that he's worth trusting?
Let's just pray. Father, I just thank you, God, for this moment. I am so grateful, Lord, to share the testimony of your faithfulness, that, God, you are worth trusting. In every season, on the mountaintops and in the valleys, Lord, you want to show yourself off to us. You invite us in by faith to know you so that we can have an intimate relationship with you. And as we trust you, you want to show yourself off to us. And God, I want to be found believing you. I want to be found that no matter what comes my way, that I am sure-footed and that I stand ready with the word of God and that that is my defense. All of the characteristics, Lord, remind us that we are to be found in you. And tonight, I don't know if there's anybody here that, that just wants to make a declaration to God that says, Lord, by faith, I'm going to trust you. By faith, I'm going to pursue your heart. By faith, I'm going to do the impossible things or what seems impossible. By faith, God, I know that your word is alive and active in me. And as I speak your word and as I declare your word, that, Lord, faith pleases you and we will be found pleasing in your sight. If that's you, would you just lift your hand? Not for any reason, but that's, that, that is for you. Lord, I declare that you are good. Can you say that? Lord, I believe that you are trustworthy and you are faithful. Today I decide by faith that I will believe, that I will trust you, and that you are king of my life. I glorify you, and tonight, Lord, we worship you. Can we give the Lord praise tonight, Lord, for his goodness and his faithfulness?